PFG Private Wealth Management LLC is an SEC-registered investment advisor. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. The topics and information discussed during this podcast are not intended to provide tax or legal advice. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed on this podcast. Past performance is not indicative of future performance. Insurance products and services are offered and sold through individually licensed and appointed insurance agents. The rules of retirement have changed. No longer can most of us rely on Social Security or a single pension to fund our futures. We're living longer and retirement doesn't just last a handful of years anymore. Instead, you might stay retired for 20 or 30 years and maybe even more. We need to look at retirement through a new lens with fresh eyes, with a new approach and plan of attack. Here to answer the call are financial advisors John Texera and Nick McDevitt of PFG Private Wealth Management, serving you throughout the Tampa Bay area. This podcast is Retirement Planning Redefined, and it starts right now. Welcome into this week's edition of the podcast. It's Retirement Planning Redefined with John and Nick from PFG Private Wealth. Back with me again to talk about mastering retirement cash flow. So we're going to dive into the income side of the equation here a little bit on these things that we need to discuss and go through you know this crucial role of income analysis. And we'll talk about some, hopefully, some ways to highlight some points to think about when it comes to making sure you've got that cash flow taken care of. Because clearly, we got to have income in retirement uh, when we're no longer getting those paychecks. So that's on the docket this week on the show. Once again, guys, thanks for being here. John, what's going on, buddy? And not too much. Uh, just uh, starting to get this Florida heat hitting me. And, uh, you know, we're only about a month into it, but I think I'm already tired of it. <laughs> already tired of it? Yeah, you got a ways to go if that's the case. So uh, what about you, Nick? How you doing, my friend? I know you're doing a little moving. You getting uh, Moving is always fun, right? You getting that all worked out? Yeah, yeah. Uh, luckily, the move wasn't too bad, but um, pretty much settled in and I got a little bit of break from the heat in July um, after uh, going up north for a little bit, uh, oh, like I yeah. tend to do during the summer. So, yeah. Although it's been uh, hot it's everywhere. Not, it was probably hot yep. up there too, wasn't it? It was. It was, but it was uh, for sure cooler and the humidity less yeah, that's, uh, than, that's the kicker. than here. But yeah. yeah, but definitely had some warm days yeah. uh, for sure. But yeah. it, I do enjoy kind of being able to go on like the fresh water up there because I don't do fresh water in Florida. So it's not like I go to the beach that much anyways, but the water at the beaches here right now is just insanely hot. It's like not even worth going in. So it's like get in the um, bathtub. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's, it's ridiculous. Like, so. The ocean, I'm going to cool off. No, you're not. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, well, good. Well, good. I'm glad you guys are doing all right. So let's get in and talk about this uh, cash flow thing here a little bit. Why is understanding income guys in retirement critical for the stability of your financial strategy? And what could happen if you don't have that clear picture? Yeah. So I was actually having a conversation with a client earlier today and um, really kind of emphasizing, we emphasize this with our clients quite a bit that it's super important to have income. Obviously income is king in retirement, but not completely in lieu of liquidity of having other funds. So this one client had, um, you know, good direct income sources and then had a decision to make on a pension on whether to lump some rollover or take it as an income and because of the overall financial strategy for for her it made sense to take lump sum rollover into an ira 
And that would kind of give her the balance of having, you know, assets that she can dip into versus just a stream of income that, you know, would limit her uh, on on other things. So creating that balance is different for every single person. Um, but we really try to emphasize, you know, trying to make sure that you understand the different forms of income and uh, and balancing that with making sure that you have access in, in accounts that are invested but are also liquid. Yeah. Okay. I mean, that makes sense clearly. And so when we're thinking about the stability of uh, income streams, John, what are some examples of different sources? I mean, it's obviously there's some that are pretty obvious, but we want to make sure we have more than just one clearly. So what are some of the th- things to think about? Yeah, you definitely want to analyze where the money's coming from. I know the last last uh, podcast we were talking about expenses and that's that's really where you start is getting understanding like hey, how much am I spending? All right. And and the next step is okay, now that I'm spending this, where's my income coming from to cover those expenses? Mm-hmm. And um, you want to make a clear picture of understanding what your income sources are because the biggest risk going into retirement um, is making sure you do not outlive your money. And part of that is understanding, okay, where is my income coming from and how do I make sure that, uh, you know, I, I maintain my lifestyle without running out at age, you know, 80 years old. And now all of a sudden I'm, I'm <laughs> looking to looking to get a job at 80, you know? Yeah. Nobody wants to do that. So we're talking pensions, right? IRAs, uh, 401ks, you know, social security annuities, you know, so on and so forth, things like that. Is it is it advisable to try to rely more heavily on one versus the other? And I think for maybe many years, John, people would kind of say, well, Social Security is going to make up, you know, half or more. But uh, that, I don't know that that's the reliable source we want to go with anymore. What do you think? Uh, definitely not. No, especially with um, not that anyone's done this yet, but you know, a lot of talk of kind of updating the Social Security program cuts and things like that. You know, you definitely want a, a good balance of retirement income sources because if let's say there was a update to social security you want to have something in your back pocket where you say okay that's okay that's not going to affect me too much i can pull from you know this income source and things like understanding you know one of the things that we walk people through as far as you know if they're taking distributions from their retirement accounts um as they're leading up to retirement you know going over the whole concept of a safe withdrawal rate being around you know four percent you know, maybe four and a half percent now rates are a little bit higher, but you know, we don't know how long they'll stay that way. That helps people get a little bit of a grasp of how much money they can take from their investments mm-hmm. safely and look to have, you know, make sure that some any other sources kind of fill in the gap. So let's talk a little bit about some of those guaranteed sources and versus non-guaranteed, Nick. I'll let you kick this off for a second here. What you know, what is a guaranteed income and, and what's the difference between that versus non-guaranteed? Sure. Like the, the way that we would look at something such as, you know, the term guaranteed income, although there are issues, you know, with Social Security for the most part. Right. We look at that, you know, as a guaranteed income source that may be something that we toggle down as far as the percentage that they would receive. Um, but we would look at that as a guaranteed income source if they implemented an annuity strategy dependent upon, you know, the type of strategy that it is. That could be considered uh, a guaranteed income source. That would be something, uh, you know, it's always important to to point out to them that although the history is pretty strong for insurance companies, Mm -hmm. you know, when it's an annuity, the guarantee is provided by the insurance company itself. Um, So that's something that's important to know. Um, Pension plans are are usually, you know, considered, you know, pretty safe and and a guaranteed source of income. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, non-guaranteed is going to be, I mean, we think about our normal 401k, right, where we've been pumping money away. But unfortunately, if you've got it weighted in the market or things of that nature, uh, it's not necessarily guaranteed, right? If you're, if you're risking it uh, by having exposure to the markets, then that's where that non-guarantee comes from, correct? Correct. Yeah. So like, for example, the conversation I had earlier with the client, as far as, you know, because the question that she had was exactly that, like, well, hey, if I do this lump sum rollover, you know, is that guaranteed like the pension is? And, you know, of course, the answer is no. But I also did kind of point out to her, and this was somebody that doesn't have a spouse, but has kids Mm -hmm. that, hey, you know, this single life option is guaranteed for your life. But if you pass away, you know, within five years, you haven't even gotten close to, you know, the lump sum balance and nothing would pass on your children. So that's like, a, you know, that's something else that can kind of come into play where, you know, the word guarantee can be tricky because it can guarantee certain parts, certain aspects, but right. not others. Yeah. Yeah. And so, John, listeners have probably heard of things like paycheck versus playcheck, right? So if we're talking about explaining, we, and as you mentioned, we, we did some expenses on the last show. If you can kind of walk through some of the, the ways that we might do that, I would think that we would want to try to use our guaranteed income sources to cover, which would be a, our paychecks, right? To kind of cover all the the have-to-haves in life, right? And then we use the non-guaranteed, possibly, the playcheck side uh, as that fun items. But I, I guess every situation is different, but is that kind of an, a simple way to break that down? Yeah, yeah. So your paycheck would be associated with your fixed expenses, the things you need, kind of your necessities, things that you really need to make sure that are covered, you know, taxes, you know, groceries, things like that, that, that you cannot do Rent. without. <laughs> Electricity. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, your playcheck is obviously, as you mentioned, discretionary income, your wants, let's put it that way. Um, and what, what we do when we're doing the plan, and everyone's situation is different, of course, but we'll have a lot of people that, let's say, they're very conservative, and they just say, hey, I want to make sure that my my paycheck uh, items are covered on a guaranteed basis, that I want to, I, no matter what, I want to make sure I have this covered, so I, I kind of stress a little bit less about what's going on with the markets, and we can adjust the plan to to basically make sure that happens for them. And then what we end up doing is anything that's tied to fluctuation, whether it's uh, the market or, or anything else or rents, um, then it'll kind of be the play check scenario where, okay, this is going to cover it. And let's say if, a, you know, where that comes into play is if a year is down the market or interest rates drop, well, all right, maybe that specific individual might not do as much in uh, discretionary spending in that given year. Yeah. And, and Nick, maybe, you know, depending on how you've saved for life or how your setup is, maybe you, if you have a pension or not, there's a possibility that you could have, you know, your paycheck cover everything that you need in retirement or most of it. And you're really just using those accounts that you've built up your 401k or your IRA or something as something to leave to heirs, right? So, I mean, there's lots of options out there, lots of strategies. It just really kind of comes back to what have you done and what kind of a saver have you been and so on and so forth. Yeah, that's absolutely correct. And and for clients that we have that, you know, did retire with, you know, maybe a substantial pension and they've been a really good, you know, kind of saver. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and they don't really dip into those, you know, those investments. You know, we we definitely put together and, and their main objective is to leave money you know, we can work together and put together strategies to to try to do that as efficiently as possible and that sort of thing. But Cause, yeah, because a lot yeah. of people will say, like with RMDs, for example, I, I mean, I can you know can't count on one one hand or both hands how many advisors I talk to that that have clients saying, yeah, I got to take this money out for the RMD and I don't need it. <laughs> what you know, what am I what am I supposed to do with it? But you have to do it, right? Exactly. So it's like you you got to take that that hit from a tax perspective, but 
the money could always be reinvested. It can go into a different sort of investment vehicle. Yeah. You know, there's a way to to help can you know continue to have it grow. Some people will, you know, use RMDs to fund like a, a permanent life insurance policy to kind of shift money from a, a taxable inheritance to a tax free inheritance, you know, that sort of thing. So it just kind of depends upon, you know, just like anything else, the overall situation yeah. um, and the factors that are specific to their their plan. Gotcha. Well, John, let's finish off with this. Uh, so any strategies for maximizing, uh, you know, maybe some non-guaranteed income? Because we, we often think about or hear, John, stuff like, hey, get your Social Security maximized, you know, run a, a Social Security analysis, make sure that you're getting all that you can there. Uh, but, you know, how do we do something similar, I suppose, in the non-guaranteed space? Yeah, so this will be where, um, you know, let's uh, give you a kind of scenario if we're, if we're doing a plan for somebody and, you know, all they have is Social Security and there's no other guaranteed income. And, and let's just assume this person's conservative okay. and they have a decent nest egg where we could look at it and say, OK, you know, what we could do is from the investment portfolio, whether that's a 401k or IRA or Roth IRA, whatever it is. Right. Um, we could pull some money out of there, put it into into one of these annuity companies that provide a guaranteed income and of course disclosure based on their paying ability sure um and from that we can say okay you know here's your social security and based on the plan we feel that you know together we come up to this with this number you should have x amount of guaranteed income on top of social security and we can basically take a chunk out of the investment portfolio and put it into one of these annuity products to give, uh, in essence, some guaranteed income. And, and what that typically does, it'll provide the person with a little bit of peace of mind where they say, hey, you know, back to that scenario of paycheck and playcheck, right. I know that my paycheck items are now covered and I feel a little bit more secure about what's happening. You're kind of creating your own pension. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. And, and again, that's where, you know, for some folks, Nick, that's where the strategy might play off because some people, obviously, especially when you think about the the annuity term, some people are, are game to learn. Some people are very hesitant because they've heard, you know, whatever it is that they hear. But it could be an option for folks who don't have a lot of other resources to tap into, especially if you're going to do something like a fixed index where you're going to tie it to an indice, right? And that way you're kind of experiencing some of the upside, but you're also having some of that protection on the downside so that you're not being quite, it's not quite as non-guaranteed as it could have been if you just left it straight in the market. Is that, is that fair? Is that accurate? Yeah. Annuities are always a, you know, uh, a subject that uh, can be, you know, it's maybe hot volatiles, right? right? Yeah. Hot topic sort of thing. And the way that we tr tend to approach the subject is it's, there are so many different options when it comes to annuities and there's kind of dividing up the decision-making process between strategy and then implementation. So what I mean by that is oftentimes integrating in an annuity strategy for somebody can make sense to really dovetail into what John talked about. Hey, we've got an income, we've got a, a an income gap that's needed of maybe 15 to $20,000 a year. And Hey, we can carve out this amount of money and, and cover that. And then we'll see issues arise in the implementation where, you know, the advisor that they had worked with uses a product that is maybe like super expensive or the guarantees are not, is you know, are not good or it's been misunderstood or missold or the sales charge periods are really, really long time. You know, they're, so the implementation is poor and, and that oftentimes sets off the, the red flags and that sort of thing. So just like anything else, we look at it and we tell people kind of up front, like, hey. This might be a strategy that makes sense for you. It may right. not. Our, right. We think our job is to explain to you how it works. 
And so that you understand it so that you can say yes or no. And then we move forward with whatever you feel comfortable with. Yeah. So that sometimes you may have to create some alternate sources using life insurance products or th- different things that are out there. But again, each situation is going to be different. So you want to identify the, what kind of income sources you need and then where you're going to be getting them from. So if you need some help, as always, make sure you're talking with a qualified professional like John and Nick before you take any action on anything you hear from our show or any other show. You always want to see how it's going to relate to your unique situation. Uh, obviously, we're all affected by the same kind of things. We're going to have expenses in retirement. We're going to need income in retirement. But how you break that down and how you're able to utilize uh, the things that you've done through your life are going to be different from person to person. So get yourself onto the calendar. Have a conversation with John and Nick at pfgprivatewealth.com. That's pfgprivatewealth.com. That's where you can find them online. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on Apple, Google, or Spotify, whichever podcasting platform app you like to use. Guys, thanks for hanging out. As always, I appreciate your time. For John and Nick, I'm your host, Mark, and we'll catch you next time here on Retirement Planning Redefined.